This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Yeah, so we got the news Thursday night that U.S. President Donald Trump had tested positive for COVID-19. And then Friday, he was transferred by helicopter to Walter Reed Medical Center. He seems to be doing okay now, Jim. I saw a couple pictures of him. He drove by like a little parade at one point, (laughs) waving out the window like it was all good. Threw a parade for himself. Yeah. Here he is talking about his little surprise he had for all the fans who were outside the hospital. I also think we're going to pay a little surprise to some of the great patriots that we have out on the street. And they've been out there for a long time and they've got Trump flags and they love our country. So I'm not telling anybody but you, but I'm about to make a little surprise visit. When I look at the enthusiasm and we have enthusiasm like probably nobody's ever had our People that love the job we're doing, we have more enthusiasm than maybe anybody. Here he comes in the car. Yeah, the doctors uh, uh, weren't too keen on that idea. One of the doctors, uh, Dr. James Phillips at Walter Reed, says that the presidential SUV is not only bulletproof, but it's hermetically sealed against a chemical attack, meaning that whoever is in that vehicle with him is probably at the highest risk possible for to catch mm. COVID-19. You mean if you put the window up, it doesn't block the COVID? If you put the window down, because yeah. he's got it, man. So yeah. anyone that's in that car with him is at a very high risk mm. of catching COVID-19. Trump, his blood oxygen level dropped, and it was pretty scary for a second there. It looked like it could be a severe case. Uh, They started giving him some some drugs that are uh, experimental. A cocktail, I believe, was the was the word used. Right. So they must have been freaked out because you don't give someone experimental drugs. You don't give the president of the United States experimental drugs unless you're desperate. Yeah. It makes me think that they have better drugs that they're expensive that only rich people get. And yeah. so they you say the experimental, but really it's just like super expensive stuff that only super rich people get access to. He got the good stuff. And uh, we know that Trump likely... Um, came in contact with COVID-19 in the Rose Garden at the White House during Amy Comey Barrett's... uh, She's the Supreme Court nominee, and they were making the announcement, and a bunch of prominent Republicans were at this thing, not wearing masks, not social distancing. Chris Christie, governor, uh, now has COVID-19. He's tested positive. Kellyanne Conway has COVID-19. And the list goes on and on. People who were at that event, it was just spreading around. How do you like how do you like being the person that brought it in there? Huh? Oh dear. Well, there's even rumors that maybe he had it the night of the debate. He showed up too late to get tested at uh-huh. the debate. And they're just like, All right, honor system, get up there and you know, who knows? Who knows? He may have had it, but they they accidentally told everyone that he found out he had it on Wednesday. And then he went to a uh, a fundraiser that night knowing he had COVID, apparently. Mm. $250,000 a plate fundraiser <laughs> and exposed all those people. But then they dialed that back. They said, no, no, he didn't know at the time. But 
Uh, that's what his doctor initially said, that he knew Wednesday that he had it and he still went to that dinner without a mask on. Mm. Crazy, man. But he's learned a lot of lessons. <laughs> Apparently. He's been to school. It's been a very interesting journey. I learned a lot about COVID. I learned it by really going to school. This is the real school. This isn't the let's read the book school. And I get it. <laughs> and I understand it. You know, the let, let's read the book school. <laughs> you know, school. The, the let's read the book school. That's not real school. <laughs> Whoever learned anything from a book. That don't listen to scientists and then get the, the, the disease yourself. That, that's the real school. I like all the photo ops that came after, too. Like, oh, he's giving her. He's healthy. He's back at her. He's it's working like, hard in this boardroom at Walter Reed. Like, what is he? What's he doing? Like, tell, take a day off. And the one picture, I think he was writing on a piece of paper, and then they zoomed in. Some internet sleuths zoomed in on it. It was just a blank piece of paper. And he's just like, obviously, it's just for the photo op. But he, even in, in 2020, you're not. You, what, what would he be signing? Like, what would he be doing, you know? Be on a laptop so we can't see what's on it. He's we'll, working we'll... hard. They say he signed nine different documents, Jim. That's working hard. Yeah, <laughs> hmm. I almost think he looks better without the makeup, though. That's that, that one was thing. weird. Yeah, they, they couldn't spray tan him because of the COVID. They didn't want it getting in his lungs, I guess, all that orange stuff. So he he didn't have the spray tan in any of the videos he posted on the weekend. Yeah, it, and he definitely looked pale compared to how he normally looks, but. He looked more like a human person. <laughs> yeah. He kind of faded into his own hair. His skin is the exact same color right. as his hair, apparently. It'll be interesting to see. Uh, born again, Donald Trump, now that he's had COVID, what his stance is going to be on the outbreak. Maybe, maybe this is a good thing. It'll turn his opinion around and maybe he can convince others to start uh, changing their behavior to protect the American citizens from COVID. It's been a very interesting journey. I learned a lot about COVID. I learned it by really going to school. This is the real school. This isn't the let's read the book school. And I get it. And I understand it. Now I get it. This is a deadly virus. Oh, it gets people sick. Ah, deadly virus. Now I now I know what Fauci's been trying to tell me. <laughs> that was a real president of the United States, Donald Trump, who is uh, fighting COVID-19 right now. You want to hear fake Joe Biden? Jim Carrey on Saturday Night Live on the weekend. America, you can trust me because I believe in science. And karma. Now just imagine if science and karma could somehow team up to send us all a message about how dangerous this virus can be. I'm not saying I want it to happen. Just imagine if it did. It was good to see Jim Carrey uh, having some fun, man. He looked like he was really enjoying himself on Saturday. Yeah. He's just, uh, you know, he draws the eye when he's on camera. You know, he's a star for a reason. He's just a ton of fun to watch. And he had just enough Biden in there, but he was Joe. He was Jim Carrey. He was mm-hmm. Joe Biden. Uh, but first and foremost, you saw him walk out there. You're like, oh, my God, Jim Carrey. I haven't seen him in this form since In Living Color, baby. Yeah, a lot of people were comparing it to the, uh, he looked like Fire Marshal Bill or whatever. <laughs> a bit. Yeah. What's your favorite Jim Carrey role? 
Uh, I gotta say, Dumb and Tumber. I I love that movie. Yeah. Um. And now my it's awesome. My uh, nieces and nephews are now watching Dumb and Dumber. They're like ten years old, twelve years old, and at the cottage this year they were quoting Dumb and Dumber for like a half an hour. A single tear rolled down my eye. I was so happy. And Jim looks like a hero because you probably could recite that entire movie front to back. <laughs> totally. Uncle Jim, how do you know about this movie? <laughs> well, let me tell you about the 90s, kids. <laughs> What's your favorite Jim Carrey role? Oh, righty then. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. The first one, anyway, is a great one. Ace Ventura. I was in high school, saw Ace Ventura about three times in the theater and absolutely loved it. It would be between that and Cable Guy, which at yeah. the time when it came out, it was not, uh, it was considered a flop, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I think in terms of Jim Carrey movies that hold up today, Cable Guy has got to be the top. Love it. Totally underrated. And I will also say The Truman Show is a, is a highly underrated totally. movie. That movie's incredible. Yeah. That one, that one holds up too. You mm-hmm. think about everyone's on their own Truman Show right now with oh, their yeah. cell phones. It's more relevant than ever. Jim Carrey back in the spotlight after his stint as Biden on Saturday Night Live. Jim, how's life? Oh, not bad, Taz. <laughs> Look at this. Uh, Dennis just sent us a text message. You're trying to do Sober October. You don't want to drink any uh, any alcohol or smoke any marijuana uh-huh. until November. <laughs> and Dennis just sent us a message. says, hey, uh, I, I sent you a picture of my marijuana plants. I, I don't smoke it. I just like to grow it. I can have a big bag of buds waiting for you Monday if you want to swing by and pick it up. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. That's the. What? Do people just. Like that? that do people just m- grow weed just because they love gardening and they don't want to smoke it? That seems weird to me. Yeah. I, I. People grow vegetables, I guess, and they give the vegetables away. That's true. Yeah. Why not? Uh, yeah, why not weed? I've never grown marijuana. I'd be curious to see how easy it is or how difficult it is, right? Give it a try. Yeah, yeah, just to test yourself, new hobby. Yeah, I'm asthmatic. I can't really smoke it. You become a hero, though, when you're the guy who grows the weed and then doesn't smoke it all. <laughs> like, what a great friend that is. Dennis just sent us an LOL. Please <laughs> do not say my last name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's giving out buds for... Uh, for Halloween, trick or treaters are all gonna get a little bit. He's been growing. He's been growing a ton. He doesn't smoke it though. <laughs> what a good guy. Of course, hey, eh? you give it up and then it just starts falling in your lap, Jim. I know because no people don't like it when you stop drinking or stop smoking because then it makes them feel uncomfortable. I think like you ever go to a bar and one of your buddies says, "I'm not drinking right now," and you're like, "Come on." Oh, yeah. You just want everybody on, you know, team dr- drunk. Oh, it makes you feel like your behavior is normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, you're not going to drink? Come on, have a drink. Make me feel good about the fact that I've had 10. Yeah. <laughs> Come to the dark side. That's what it's all about. Did you make it through the weekend? I did. I did. It was hard. I, well, you know what? Honestly, the hard part is the marijuana. Not smoking that because it's like, it's a daily habit. Not proud of it, but it is. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, I don't, you know, with the, thank God I'm not single and the bars aren't open because that would be the true test uh, to not drinking. Um, did you be- go anywhere? Like, were you in a, a social situation where everyone else was drinking on the weekend? Um, my girlfriend pounded a bottle of wine in front of me. Oh, real nice, Sarah. <laughs> 
so supportive. She's uh, she's as bad as Dennis here. Uh, but that, I, you know, it wouldn't be a challenge if there wasn't that temptation right there. Yeah. So I don't mind. And and you can't expect everybody to change their behavior just because you've decided you'd like to. No, yeah. No, I didn't do, I mean, I saw my buddies who played some soccer, just kicked around a ball, but uh, didn't do anything at night. I bought some paints. I'm going to do a Bob Ross painting, Taz. I've always loved Bob Ross, and I've never painted along. <laughs> so I went to a paint store, bought like a couple hundred dollars worth of supplies, and I guess that's what I'm, my new hobby is this month. you got to fill your time. Yeah. Because when you smoke or you drink, a lot of the reason... Uh, behind it is you're bored, right? 100%, 100%. You, you just, hey, I have nothing to do. I'll have a beer. You know, I'll sit on the couch. This makes everything more exciting. Play video games, yeah. smoke a couple doobies. Mm-hmm. But you got to find activities to fill those extra hours that you now have, Jim. Good uh-huh. for you. So we'll see. We'll see. Five days in. Mm, not bad. We should auction off some of your paintings for charity. <laughs> I don't know how they'll turn out, yeah, but let's yeah, see, let's sure. see what they look like okay. first. All you do, you're just painting marijuana plants. <laughs> Subconsciously. Happy, happy little trees, as Bob Ross used to call them. <laughs> He's got to be stoned the whole time, too. He makes you feel like you're stoned when you watch his show, eh? Yeah. Oh, it's so relaxing. Absolutely. Oh, good. Well, I'm glad you made it through, buddy. Uh-huh. I was very surprised to hear that this was happening, Jim. <laughs> you got a, a message from one of our listeners says, I I live out in the country, Jim. I hear you talking occasionally about marijuana, and I've got some pretty kick-ass marijuana plants growing on my property. Would you like to come and and check them out? (laughs) To which you responded, yes, I'd love to come. I'll make sure I come alone. Yeah. I won't tell anyone where I'm going. (laughs) And just give you the perfect opportunity to murder me. Wow. Oh, and what's that you say? You live in the Jeepers Creepers house? (laughs) Okay. Can't wait to see your van. Actually, I did bring my girlfriend and the dog uh, for a nice little country drive. So they could get all three of you. Yeah. Yeah, might as well go out in a blaze of glory together. Uh, But no, he turns out he wasn't a murderer. He was a very nice guy. Uh, his name was uh, Thomas, and, you know, we were kind of brainstorming that we should do, like, the Taz and Jim Cannabis Cup, right, Taz? Well, you were. Well, yeah. You said once your sober October is done, you'd love to be a judge. Yeah. And I like to, you know, I want to judge the product, but I also want to judge, like, the plant. You know, just the way it looks, how big it is, like uh-huh. a county fair. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what I wanted to do. Where was this guy? So he lives in Alvinston, which is... Um, South of the 402 between Sarnia and Strathroy. Wow. Really in the middle of nowhere. He doesn't even live in Alvinston. He lives like off the beaten path from okay, Alvinston. Even sketchier. He yeah. just grows his pot there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was, a, it was a farm of sorts. And you got some audio talking to the I guy? do. So I went to the dollar store. I bought a first place ribbon for this guy, Taz, and I went to go present it to him. Okay, here we are just outside of Alvinston, Ontario. I went about 7K down a gravel road, right by some cornfields. This is where the good things grow in Ontario. And I'm uh, joined with Thomas. How are you? Not bad. How are you? You sent me a picture earlier this month, or I guess last month, of uh, a couple of your plants. They were absolutely massive, and I had to come check them out for myself. How long have you been growing weed for? 15 years, 16 years. Okay, so three years ago you were a criminal. Now you're a horticulturalist. Yeah, 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 yeah only three <laughs> years, I guess, right? <laughs> uh, what's your technique? I don't know if you want to give away your secret necessarily, but what are your best tips for people at home who want to grow their own? Um... Food, lots of food. I like to use uh, Fox Farm Happy Frog mixed soil and oh, of course. mix it three to one with uh, 
with uh, Micro Pro Mix. This all sounds so technical. <laughs> it's not that technical, but I'm sure it sounds that way. Is this the biggest plant you've grown? This one, yeah. Okay, well, I got a. I have a uh, measuring tape. We're gonna get the official measure right. out here. Let's see. I'm gonna say we got a solid. Oh, that's definitely ten feet. Tall, about eight feet wide. She's as fat as she is tall. This is really uh, outstanding. Now, as far as when you use the product, how would you say the the result is? How would you describe it? Like a connoisseur? Very top quality. Is it a sativa or an indica? This one's a half and half. Yeah, Girl, I've... Girl Scout cookie. <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. Girl Scout cookie. Uh, and how much, what do you think the yield's gonna be? How many pounds? This one? I think probably 10. 10 pounds? Yeah, I had wow. a five footer that I got about three and a half off of. Okay, because the average plant from my research is of one pound. Yeah, that's about a typical average. Jeez, man. Okay, well, on behalf of uh, Taz and Jim, you are our first annual <laughs> recipient of the Taz and Jim Cannabis right. Cup, nicest <laughs> plant in Southwestern Ontario. How do you feel, Thomas? Oh, I feel great. My buddy's gonna be jealous. <laughs> I think we could just call it the Jim Cannabis <laughs> Cup. How does that sound? I just Brandon, Brandon I don't know, know why I want to put my name on this thing. I will say this Thomas guy is a beauty because I told another story about another friend of mine named Rory who had four plants stolen from his backyard. So uh, Thomas sent me home with with a like the biggest bud you've ever seen, like the size of a a banana. Oh, for your buddy who got it stolen from his yard. Yeah. So um, yeah, he gave me that and some some resin stuff. I don't even know what that stuff was, but I think Rory might enjoy it. That's the opposite of being a serial killer. <laughs> He's paying it forward. Good for him. Mm -hmm. Way to go, Thomas. Keep growing there, bud. How did I miss this? Uh, a speeding Tesla driver was caught napping behind the wheel near Edmonton, Alberta, Jim. Mm -hmm. Flying. RCMP received a call back on July 9th, apparently. A 2019 Tesla Model S was speeding south, and both front seats were fully reclined. The driver and the passenger were sound asleep in the car. It must have looked like a Transformer speeding by. <laughs> yeah, totally. An Autobot. Or, yeah, if you saw that driving by you, it would blow your mind. Yeah, I would think somebody fell out accidentally and it was in cruise control. Cause I keep forgetting that they keep making these autonomous cars. The car was in autopilot at more than 140 kilometers per hour, according to the RCMP. The speed limit's 110. Uh, there was nobody looking out the windshield to see where the car was going. Uh, RCMP officer says, I've never seen anything like it before, but of course the technology wasn't there before. Um, traffic aware, cruise control, autopilot functions. This is all still relatively new technology. Yeah. Do you, do you trust it enough to recline your seat and take a nap? You'd be tempted, but I would put on some shades and not recline and just pretend <laughs> I was just sitting up straight. But the, the fact that it can go 140 on autopilot should not be in the programming. Once the officer behind the car put their emergency lights on and the siren, the Tesla automatically began to accelerate because vehicles ahead were moving out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, that doesn't seem smart. Uh, charged with speeding and a 24-hour license suspension for fatigue, which uh, is getting off a little bit easy, don't you think? Yeah, it's, I don't get that. So, 
driving while fatigued? Is that what you're saying? Driving while fatigued, I guess, is the thing. 24-hour license suspension and just a regular speeding ticket, even though they were reclined in their seats taking a nap Yeah. while the autopilot took over. This would be a very easy make-an-example-of-somebody moment. Like, the fact that it's going 140 and flying down, the autopilot obviously is ridiculous, but speeding and doing it, come on. I've got an update on the story here, actually. It says, uh, after further investigation, they have laid dangerous driving charges as well. That makes sense. That's a little more like it. <laughs> but just he was a little tired, and that's what he was sleeping for. That's an expensive <laughs> nap, isn't it? This just made a lot of people angry. Rick Moranis, he, he's he been taking a hiatus from acting, right, Jim? Yeah, yeah. He just came back recently for that one uh, cell phone ad with Ryan uh, Reynolds, but hadn't seen him for 20 years, probably. Yeah, his wife had cancer, and he decided to stay at home, look after his kids, raise his children. Um, you just started seeing him come back around. Mint Mobile was the commercial you're talking about. Rick Moranis. So what do you want me to do? You want me to say something about Mint? Uh, no, that would have been smart. So why am I here? I'm just it's a huge fan. Oh, stop it. Come on, no, stop it. seriously. Massive. That's it? Who's not a huge fan of Rick Moranis, right? Yeah, lovable. Seems like the nicest guy around. Some a-hole decided at 7.30 on Thursday morning last week in New York City to walk up to Rick Moranis on a sidewalk and sucker punch him in the head. Mm-hmm. Moranis went down hard. Guy just walked away. It was caught on surveillance camera. Cops have a pretty clear picture of the guy. They're offering a $2,500 reward for information that leads to his arrest. Sounds a little low for Moranis. Those aren't Moranis numbers, are they? Would would you pump it up, though, based on if they're a celebrity? Well, I, I'd think that maybe Moranis' celebrity friends, like Ryan Reynolds, could probably pitch in a little bit of cash. <laughs> Where's Dave Thomas on this one? Don't you want to see the guy caught? Oh, yeah. I mean, who does this? I don't know what's scarier if the guy, because we don't know the motive, if this guy punched him because he's Rick Moranis or if he's just walking around randomly punching 67-year-old men in the head. I, I think that's what it is. There's a, there's a game on the internet called the knockout game, and people were doing it for a while, just like punching random people in the face. See what? If they can knock him out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't know if that's exactly what this is, but it does happen. People just randomly punch somebody. Usually it's on camera, um, and then they'll post it after. So this one, the guy didn't film it himself, so I, I don't know if that's what the case was. But And are you supposed to go after someone who's completely helpless and, and elderly? Well, it generally is because it's all cowards, right? Yeah. If you punch a young, strapping man in the head, you're probably going to get punched back. You know, you punch a, a you know a five foot what six a bunch of losers. Yeah, and the guy's wearing a I Heart New York shirt. I don't know why that bothers me so much, but like, you know, because New York is a great city to a certain uh-huh. extent, and this guy's wearing the I Heart New York shirt and just punching somebody in the face randomly. Ryan Reynolds tweeted out, "I should have known not to subject Rick to the year 2020. I'm glad he's okay." <laughs> and Chris Evans was really ticked off. Captain America said, my blood is boiling. Find this man. You don't touch Rick Moranis. <laughs> Could see a Deadpool Captain America team up oh, here. Oh, yes. That'd uh, be amazing. I hope they get this jerk. Mm-hmm. Speaking of serial killers, <laughs> uh, the Buffalo Bill House from Silence of the Lambs is for sale. Have you seen the listing? No. The Buffalo Bill House. This is the, the house that... 
the villain in the, in the film lived in. They shot the film there. It rubs the lotion on its skin. It does this whenever it's told. And I'm looking at it here. What a deal. <laughs> Seriously. It's on the market for $298,500. In this economy? Pretty good, man. You think about what houses are going for in the Taz and Jim listening area. I know in Hamilton, everyone's just getting furious. Well, people are trying to get into the market are getting furious. People who own houses are probably happy about it. Yeah. London, Ontario, same thing. House prices just getting out of control. But this place, for for what you're paying, you're getting a nice little spread. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, I'm just trying to remember. It's been a while since I've seen it, but it's like a country home with a lot of property. Yeah. Nice little well in the basement. You got <laughs> you got almost, uh, almost two acres of land. Uh, the house was built back in 1910. It looks like it's in great condition. The owner's... Um, the previous owners, the person who lived there was a Silence of the Lambs fan, the person who uh, lived in it, but then the person who lived in it before that, w- they'd been there for 40 years. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So, so it, they it were could... there, the, the, so it's only had two other owners. No, obviously not. I don't think they're there since 1910. <laughs> or were they? <laughs> Are they still there? But, you know, it's, it's in good shape. Pride of ownership there. There's a nice little barn in the back, a shed to keep all your skin suits. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe if you are a fan, maybe it would add to the price. Like maybe, because I don't know, like a haunted house obviously drops the price. Yeah. But it's not actually haunted. You know, I don't like horror movies and stuff. I don't like uh, haunted houses, but I'd be willing to take a chance for 298500 Now that is American money, but still, if you look what you're getting in Periopolis, Pennsylvania <laughs> for that price compared to what you're getting in Hamilton or London, it's a pretty sweet deal. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to put a bid in. You should. See what happens. Rubs the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, And we'll keep talking.